Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Let's Partner, a podcast brought to you by the National Association for Professional Development Schools. I'm Dr. Rebecca West Burns. I'm the Bill Harold Endowed Professor and the Director of Clinical Practice and Educational Partnerships at the University of North Florida, and I'm also the President of NAPDS. I'd like to take a moment to introduce my colleague here, Dr. Eva Guerin. Eva. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Eva Guerin. I'm from Bowie State University, the oldest historically black college in the state of Maryland, where I am a professor. I teach courses in literacy. I coordinate our professional development schools, and I'm the director of our Center for Excellence in Teaching and Learning. And I'm also the co-editor of PDS Partners Bridging Research to Practice. So we're super excited today on this podcast because we have two great authors um, today who are going to share about their case with us, but I'd like them to introduce themselves. So um, Audra, Dr. Parker, tell us who you are, please. Sure. So my name is Audra Parker, and I'm a professor in elementary ed at George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia. I also serve as our academic program coordinator, and I'm a university facilitator at Garfield Elementary School. So I'm excited to be here. And you also have a role in NAPDS as well. Do you want to share a little bit? I do. Yes. I'm also the uh, conference and programs chair for NAPDS. Awesome. Thanks. And your colleague here who's with us. Hi, I'm Lois Groth. I'm an associate professor in the elementary education program at Mason. I teach literacy classes and I have been doing our PDS work for 22 years at Mason. So exciting, you know, Dr. Parker and Dr. Groth, we're we're so excited to have you here today. Um, You're gonna talk with us about the case you wrote uh, for Essential um, 7 Shared Governance Structures. So uh, we're featuring um, cases from the book, Clinically Based Teacher Education in Action, Cases from Professional Development Schools. And that book took the original version of the nine essentials and had authors, um, each book, each chapter features three cases from examples of school university partnerships across the globe. What do we have, Eva, like 150 authors? We do, and we have authors from Israel, Switzerland, and the Bahamas, along with many authors, about 100, from um, differing universities in the United States. Just super exciting. So we're we're great to have this, you know, um, breadth of examples from across the globe of those engaging in school university partnership work. Um, So we are featuring the nine essentials. If you aren't familiar with the nine essentials, they are the key guiding um, ideals that help distinguish professional development schools from school university partnerships. Um, Like we said, there are nine of them. We urge you to check them out at www.napds.org. Click on the about tab, click on nine essentials. There you can get your free electronic copy and you can learn more about what these essentials are and um, all the key concepts and the research that undergirds each one of these essentials. So the purpose of today's episode is to highlight Essential 7, um, the shared governance structures. We are kind of meshing together the first edition of the nine essentials and the second one, the revised one that was just released in 2021, simply because um, the essence of each of the essentials really stayed the same, but the language was was updated and a lot of them, the key concepts were updated, um, but we, we really still see that there are connections between the first and the second edition. So um, for today, we are going to kick off with this um, example from George Mason University. Eva, you want to take us away? I'd love to. So we would like to hear three highlights of your professional development school work at George Mason University. 
right, I'll I'll take that one on. Um, our we have a very uh, twenty over twenty year old program at Mason, and uh, one of our highlights is that we do have this long sustained award-winning history of school university partnership with administrators and mentors, as well as our program faculty who are really dedicated to our shared mission. Uh, a second highlight would be our PDS is a multi-district network working in partnership with large diverse district, districts across a major metropolitan area. And because of this, we created with our school partners, our pathways to partnership model. And that model differentiates how schools engage in the PDS network. And uh, our program, it, they engage based on readiness and capacity um, in order to partner with us. We also use a year long substitute teaching model for our internship. So through funding from our district partners, our year-long teacher candidates begin and end the academic year in a single school, and they're paid a stipend of $4,500 across the year in return for subbing in that school building for up to 45 days. Um, we think those are three highlights of our PDS. Yeah, those, those are great highlights. I was actually like writing down because it's conversations we're having right now about substitute teaching. I was like, oh, 4,500 a year, 45 days. These are all, look at, look at what happens when we get a moment to talk with each other, right? And learn about what everyone else is doing. You know, the other great thing that you shared about was your um, pathways to PDS. And you all have an article in School University Partnerships about that. I share that article all the time. It's one of the key articles I use when I'm working with partners to help them see like, it's not you are or you're not. It's actually we're all on this progression towards professional development schools, and we have to take steps along the way. And so the ways in which you all have conceptualized on um, this pathway to partnership work has been has been huge. It's really influenced our work um, here. So I just wanted to say kudos to you and, and thanks for, you know, all that deep thinking you're doing about um, partnership work. So when we think about the shared governance, right? Like these are key things that hold the professional development school together. In my mind, they're like the glue that keeps like the, the PDS functioning. So how can you tell me how is your case that you put in, in this chapter, how is it an example of these shared governance structures? Yeah, Becky, I'll take that one. Um, and I think you just highlighted one of the elements that, that is a key component of our shared governance structure, that those um, pathways to partnerships are really born out of um, our shared governance and our conversations with our school administrators and our, our district leads. So um, I'll come back to that in just a moment. But we really think our case is an example of Essential 7 because um, you know our governance structure has been built over 15 plus years. And it really does um, support collaboration and reflection across all of the stakeholders in the network. And a key piece of that is it, it um, values and honors their voices. So we really try to be respectful of the expertise that everyone brings to the table and make sure that's included in our, our mission and our vision. Um, it's probably best, I think, to think of our governance structure as being under the umbrella of our elementary ed PDS network. Um, and that network supports about 30 schools. And within those 30 schools, they're all supporting um, different programs, graduate, undergraduate, and in all phases of their um, experience to learning to become a teacher. So early field work um, all the way to their year-long internship. Um, so Lois mentioned that we do have these differentiated pathways to partnership. 
And so that means, again, that within our network, some schools are really working with site-based course instruction, some with early field work, some with graduate students. But regardless of the pathway that they are in, in collaboration with our program, regardless of the role they have as a stakeholder, we have an important way um, for them to contribute in our governance activities so that they have a voice in our program. So that valuing and honoring of everyone's voice and perspective is really key. We do that in a couple of ways. So a couple of examples I think that might be helpful um, for listeners. Um, one is we have a PDS advisory group, and that group includes um, community members, district level human resources leaders, our program graduates, current students, principals, mentors, university facilitators, site facilitators, all of these shared roles and structures in our PDS network um, come together for this PDS advisory group. And the, the key, uh, second key aspect of that is that they represent the different districts in our network as well. So we try to be really cognizant that all voices from all districts are heard in that um, PDS advisory group. Then we also, across the year, will have um, various opportunities for our um, specific stakeholders to gather together and talk about their area of expertise in our PDS network. Um, so one example is our annual um, principals meeting. Uh, and that actually is, again, where this Pathways to Partnership model uh, emerged. That was all them. Um, and that really, their voices were the key in how we constructed that in 2013. And it continues to play a huge role in our work. And we host site-specific, our role-specific um, events for site facilitators and university facilitators, mentor teachers, at regular intervals across the year. We've even found that just the increasing comfort with online meetings like Zoom um, have really enhanced the role, the ways that those in various roles can, can play a part in contributing to the voice um, aspect of our governance. Um, and then the last piece that I think really highlights uh, how we collaborate across stakeholders uh, through our shared governance is with our advanced mentor training. Um, and that is a VDOE-funded uh, event or grant that we support um, through Mason. And it really helps, um, I think, facilitate that cross-district collaboration and values the expertise of the mentors. So we have uh, worked with a cadre of mentors who have built an online asynchronous mentor training and a synchronous face-to-face -face mentor training. So again, as a university, we just are here to support them with the grant, and we turned it over to them to do the, the, the work of designing and implementing training. Um, in its most recent iteration, um, our mentor leads facilitated a synchronous training that, again, had folks from all different um, schools and districts within our partnership network. And that, again, was just a great example of um, I think led, having that communication across the, um, the district really drive professional development. Um, so those are just a few examples of how our PDS network's sustainable governance structure um, promotes collaboration, fosters reflection, and honors and values, hopefully all participants' voices across those areas of expertise. That's awesome, Audra. I mean, just really those great concrete examples of, you know, what the what's needed, right? And and um, it strikes me as I listen to you talk about um, that there are there's not just one. Right. There's like different ones because there's so many different voices that need to be at play. You know, you have to have different examples or different ways in which those stakeholders can can come together and also different like modes or medians. Right. So like some face to face and now in a COVID era, like Zoom really has transformed that for us, too. Right. It's been able we've been able ours are spread out so far that if we, when we were trying to have face to face, people were traveling from all over. Right. But now through Zoom. We can get more people there. Um, and, you know, because I think what trying to get a meeting on a calendar is like one of the biggest tasks possible. I don't know about you all, but that's like a community building activity in and of itself, right? 
Yeah. And in a major metropolitan area where traffic is always a factor and distance is always an issue, um, it really has changed the ways in which our partners can engage with our program. And I, I think I'm grateful. That's not something that we'll go back to, I think, is um, face-to-face meetings on campus. It just really impacts participation. So, Yeah, hands down. Um, the other thing that's striking me, uh, um, and I'll turn over to my colleague, Eva, when I, when I, one of the things you, you both said early on, which I think was so powerful, is that your governance structures um, evolved over time. And I think that's a key takeaway for our audience. It's not like you have the structure and you're done, right? Or, you know, you we have to, you know, we learn what we, you know, listen to what you say here at George Mason. and Oh, I have to do exactly that. Because really what I hear you say is, you know, you have to create shared governance structures. But what that looks like and how that evolves over time is critical to making sure you're meeting the needs of your current local context and your PDS. And listening to our stakeholders share with us how that should evolve is really important. I think that valuing of their expertise and of their insights. I remember from that first PDS pathways meeting, the key takeaway was that they all wanted to be a PDS. So language became so important. And I think if we hadn't listened to that, I don't know that the pathways uh, would have emerged in the way that it did. Um, so that's, I think, a really important piece of it. Yeah, that's huge. And, you know, the other piece that strikes me, too, is the time component. Like each one of these structures that you have created um, is is the time, it creates time and space for different stakeholders to come together. And that's a, an important part, too. We're all talking about we never have time, we never have time, but we, in a way, we have to have time. We have to have time for everyone to come together and share their perspective in order to strengthen, um, you know, the partnership work. Eva, um, go ahead. What strikes me about all of this is um, how beautifully the nine essentials guide our work. Um, we just um, created the podcast for um, memorandums of understanding and articulated agreements. And without that, we wouldn't be able to get to the point where we can really build upon the shared sustainable governance structures that are going to promote the kinds of collaboration we've seen Um, going on at George Mason University. Um, I'm wondering if um, two things, could you share one thing you want the listener to take away about Essential 7 and what advice do you have for the listener about partnering? Sure, I'll jump in on that one. Um, Essential 7 highlights the importance of promoting collaboration, fostering reflection, and valuing stakeholders' voices. And Audra kept talking about voice and and the impact of that in our network. Well, our work with our network uh, partners really highlights the needs for that collaboration, reflection, and idea generating, but to go a step further and lead to action, right? Without it, we don't don't get anywhere. Um, Our pathway model is a strong example of this. We totally revise the structure of our network based on collaborative idea generating. Audra said, right? It was all them. So it's giving them that voice, but then taking some action with with their ideas and 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 using their voice. The advanced mentor training Audra mentioned um, is collaborative. It's leading now in a statewide initiative. We're currently brainstorming and address, trying to address ways to um, handle a severe subbing shortage in our in our all of our schools, but especially in our PDS sites. So I think those are just a few examples of how that shared governance structure at Mason's PDS network, you know, leads to action. And I think that's really what 
we want listeners to think about is how essential seven, sort of that next step is, what do you do with all of that? So the action piece. Um, in terms of advice, I think related to essential seven would be providing school-based partners with agency, right? So that if that's closely linked to the action piece, um, they have, they feel, uh, they have, we, they have voice, but in conjunction with voice, we need to provide them with agency. So developing robust, sustainable partnerships is about developing strong relationships. And Becky, you pointed out this relationship building takes time, lots of time. While working to grow these relationships under that essential seven umbrella, um, it's really critical to foster and encourage agency on the part of our, of our partners. Um, there's not a one size fits all model for PDS and individual partner sites need to feel that they not only have voice, but they can take action related to their own site. Uh, in fact, that's a crucial piece to growing our network uh, and our pathways model. We keep coming back to that, but it's a strong, strong example of school-based partners having agency to determine the structure that works best for them, for their individual site. It the model has flexibility. They can change the pathway that they're on. So it's very fluid and they have the agency to determine that pathway. We don't, we don't assign them a pathway. So a um, couple A words, they're probably action and advice is what we'd like to, to leave listeners with. Thank you so much. You know, there are three cases um, that demonstrate different approaches um, to Essential 7. Um, we've heard today from George Mason University. The other two cases um, look at governments, governance, collaboration, and reflection. One of those cases um, looks at how to make changes in the secondary education program. And another case looks at ways to bring students, um, teacher candidates into professional development schools earlier in their um, uh, studies. And so one of the wonderful things about this book is that you'll see different approaches um, and different ways of answering and addressing each of the essentials. Um, another idea that you will see in each of these um, chapters is that each chapter will conclude with questions for discussion and ideas for professional development opportunities. Um, I, I often refer to our book as a um, nine essentials handbook because it really gives a window into how the nine essentials are implemented in different ways. Uh, again, I'd like to borrow the word agency so that each um, university, each professional development school has the agency to create um, a response to a nine essential. Nadra and Lois, I just want to take a moment to thank you both for coming on today and, and sharing your story. Um, I know I've learned, I already told you, I wrote down a couple of ideas I'm going to steal and walk away with today. So um, I, I just love this as another way for us to share about, you know, the work that's going on. So thank you to you both for being here. Thanks uh, for the time I, for having us. 
Yeah, no problem. Um, as I as we shared before, if you aren't familiar with the nine essentials, we really encourage you to go to www.napds.org, click on the about tab and click on nine essentials. Um, there again, you can get your free um, electronic copy of the nine essentials and you can see um, a little more about what each one entails as well as the concepts and research to undergird it. Um, we encourage you to, if you want some more examples, you can um, go to this tiny URL um, and you can get your copy of of clinically-based teacher education action cases from professional development schools, um, where you can see the George Mason example right there, um, read more about it, get some of the discussion questions. Um, I'm sure you can even reach out and Google Audra Lois if you needed to, and, and, and I'm sure they'd be happy to answer additional questions um, that you have. We also believe that you've got some amazing work going on in your school university partnership. So if you'd like to share out about the amazing things you're doing, um, we encourage you to go to napds.org and you can share with our blog, Stories from the Field. We love stories um, to hear what people are doing in different partnerships um, across the globe. You also could submit um, an article to our journal, School University Partnerships. And we're really fortunate <clears throat> to have the editor, our co-editor here of PDS Partners. So Eva, tell us a little bit about PDS Partners. PDS Partners Bridging Research to Practice is the practitioner um, research journal for uh, National Association for Professional Development Schools. We really encourage first-time authors to submit ideas or manuscripts to us, and we are happy to mentor first-time authors. We also really would like to see collaboration between K-12 teachers and university faculty, and um, we, we look for uh, manuscripts that are co-authored. Um, so if you have an idea and you just wanna share it with one of the, uh, one of the editors, please reach out to us. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let's Partner, um, a podcast brought to you by the National Association of Professional Development Schools. We will be back with a few. We have just a few episodes left as we capture the rest of the nine essentials and we highlight each one um, um, during the year of the nine essentials. So thank you so much, everyone. Take care. We'll see you next time.